So if you're podcasting alone, I know it can be like terrifying. It can seem hard and exhausting. And that makes sense. I get it. When I first started podcasting, we didn't have nearly the kind of tools we have now. So it was much, much harder. Now it can be pretty easy. So I want to break down the process you can use if you're an independent podcaster. If you're doing this alone and you may not have the budget to hire a team, you don't know how. You don't want to do that. I understand. Here's how you can do it yourself a lot easier. What's up, podcasters? I'm Coach Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pod Central. If you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Comment your podcast name down below so I can go and listen to it. I promise you I go and listen to every show. I listen to a ton of shows every single week. I just, I love listening to podcasts, even the bad ones. I always learn something from it. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to shows, I appreciate you. Share this on Twitter if you can and tag me at Chris Podcasting. Today, we're going to talk about creating workflows for your show. Creating a workflow is amazing because you have a predictable process that you follow every single time. And when you have a process you can follow, everything is really, really easy. It's not complicated to get the job done. It's just so easy to go from point A to B all the way through until you're done. Every single week, it's predictable. So I want to kind of break down my process and how I do this and how I've done this now for 36 episodes for a full season by myself. Like no help, no editor, no designer, no nothing. I did all of this on my own. I want to show you this process. So step one is planning. And I use Pod Central for this to plan what I'm going to do. I want to break down the episodes I want to record, the guests I want to interview, the roundtables. I have all of that stuff planned out. I want to be able to look at a calendar and see, okay, this is step one to step two, step three. And when does this come out? I love the planning phase because it gives me a scope of the work. What do I have to do in this three week time frame to create amazing content for the next three months? And again, I know it sounds insane, but this is exactly what I did for season five of Pod Central. So I think it's important in the first phase to plan everything out before you sit down to record anything. Have a plan for what you're going to do for that season. Y'all know I'm a big fan of season. I think you should have it broken down from what episode goes out when, what is it about, who's going to be on there, even if it's just you, what's going to be covered, what's the call to action, all of that. Plan all of that stuff before you record anything. That's step one. Step two is actually producing. That's when you record everything. You record your interviews. I like to record all at once too. For my solo episodes, I record four episodes in a week and I produce all four of those before I record another four. I love that strategy because four episodes for me is a month of content, a month of solo content at least. Now I know for the next four weeks, I have solo content that's ready to go. And if I do that every single week, after doing it for a couple of weeks, I have content for months, literally months of content. And it relieves the stress of worrying about what I'm going to post this week. What am I going to use to promote this thing? It makes it really easy to be consistent because it's already done. So I would even say you do the same thing for interviews. Just tell people when you're scheduling interviews, hey, look, this next season is coming out on this date. If you want to be a part of it, I have an open calendar from now until this time. So in the next two weeks, I want to get all these interviews done. So you can choose a time that works for you on my calendar in that two week time frame. What I found is most people respect that because they know you have a game plan. Because again, you planned all this in the planning phase. Now that you're in this production phase, you don't have to worry about like, is, are they going to be on time and this and that? 
And if somebody doesn't show up to the interview time, that's great. Put somebody else in their slot. If they want to reschedule past your production time, you got to hold your ground and tell them, hey, look, I can't do that. Now, obviously, there are special cases for certain levels of people. I'm going to be honest with you. There's certain people, if they, you know, want to be a guest after, I would think, oh, I'm not going to hold you. But for most people, respect my time. You got to respect my time. Now, that's step two. Step three is we go into production. Like I said, after I record, I like to go into editing. And part of my editing phase is to edit the video. I edit audio. I want to make sure it sounds good and it looks amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell I put a lot of effort into the quality of my episodes, whether it's just me, if it's going to be a ton of guests, if it's just one guest, I want to make sure it looks and sounds as good as possible. That's why production and editing is its own phase by itself. Now, for me, again, I like to do at least four episodes at a time when I'm doing this because four episodes equals a month. And let me just break that down. When I say four, I mean solo content, roundtable episodes, or expert interviews. I do them in batches of a month. That way I know every time I finish a production cycle, that's a month of content. Realistically, if I broke this down and did one episode per week, I produce a half a year of content in just three weeks. Think about that. Producing 36 episodes in three weeks, put out one of those per week, that's a half a year of content. Every week I could put on a new episode and I won't run out of content. So all in all, that's my crazy strategy, but that's production. Now step four is kind of what I call post-production. This is when you get the titles right, the show notes, the show description, all of that stuff. I like to do that on Pod Central. It's set up to where you can literally upload your audio. And as soon as you hit save, your episode and audio is saved in the cloud. You always have access to that. And then you also get all the other stuff you need, the transcription, chapters, the title for it, really good SEO title. You get show notes, all of that stuff. And now when I have that level of production done, again, this is my post-production kind of strategy. Now it's easy to do my content repurposing. So the post-production process for me is honestly really fast. Like It takes me maybe 20 minutes to upload those four episodes at a time to Pod Central. And once it's done, I have all the stuff I need to then take to my hosting platform. That's easy. Then I go into step five, which is the marketing. Marketing is huge. So this is going to take a little bit longer right here. I think you should have a consistent marketing process. For me, I need to have at least one video for every episode. For my roundtable episodes, I like to give each of my guests that were on that show a video of their own. So I want to make them look like a star in their video. And for my Obviously, my other guests, they get a video as well. So I'm doing a lot of video production in terms of my marketing. And then I also like to have a Twitter thread that goes with each episode because I use Twitter the most. And then I also want to have, I would say a graphic kind of post, a graphic post that I actually use at the top of my Twitter threads. I post those on Facebook and LinkedIn as a way of marketing my podcast. So now when I'm marketing, I look at it like this. I want to have enough content for one episode to post about that, that episode every single day. If that episode comes out on a Monday, I can promote it every day in a different way until Friday. That makes it really, really good to constantly push in people's head what you're talking about and push your message out there. And what most podcasters do in this marketing phase is they do promotion. And promotion is just making an announcement. Hey, there's a new episode out. Go and listen to it. That's not good enough. That's not going to be the thing that makes people go and tune in. But if they see a Twitter thread 
that breaks down the episode and gives them some insight. And then the next day they see a graphic on it. And a day after that, they see the blog post. And a day after that, they see a video. It's like, well, wow, I've been seeing so much about this episode. I should go and check it out. That's how you actually market an episode is you have so much content that people just can't hide from it. They just constantly see it. And the truth is, if you're thinking, oh man, that's too much content. Most of these algorithms don't show your content anyways, especially if you're not putting a bunch of money behind it. So don't ever think, oh man, I'm posting too much content about this one episode. The truth is, unless somebody actually engages with your content all the time, they won't see it anyways. So there's really no such thing as too much content. It's just, it doesn't exist anymore. Because most of these spaces, unless you're paying to have people see it, they probably don't see it to begin with. So don't be afraid to promote in this way. And for me, I have this whole workflow broken down on a checklist on Pod Central because it just makes it easier to break down. Okay, this is episode 17 and I have to still do the video for this one. I have to do the highlight for this one, all of that stuff. I want all to be in one place so I can easily manage that. So as you can see, my process really isn't that exhausting or strenuous. In a week's time, I make content for an entire month. And in three weeks time, I make content for three months. It's just a really easy way to produce a show. And then when you can shop a season around, you can be more profitable. You can promote products better. Everything is easier when you have the plan and it all leads throughout. The planning is where it starts. If you're going to get anything from this episode, I want you to take that planning is important. Even if you're just going to plan four episodes for a month, start doing that. Most podcasts don't make it past that first fifth or sixth, maybe seventh episode. And then there's another huge drop off on episode 20. I would argue that that's mostly because planning. Failure to plan whether you're having guests, you're going to do solo content. If you have a co-host, you have to plan effectively. So that's how you can podcast on your own and produce things in a really easy fashion. Now, if you want me to help you plan these out, I could definitely do that. I actually love doing this. It's one of my favorite things to do. I don't know what it is. It's just my form of relaxation. It's fun for me to have somebody that's podcasting, come to me with their idea and what they want their season to be about, and then to plan out those episodes. It's just super fun. I love doing that. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me your show. We can talk about it there in the DMs. If you want to connect over the phone, we can do that too. Hit me up on Twitter at Chris Podcasting or send me an email admin at thecoachchris.com. I'm super excited for you being here. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all, man. Y'all make this thing run. Thank you so much. Hope to see you next time.